Hey everyone, welcome back to the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. I'm Dana, your host, and we are buzzing with energy today. I just got done recording an episode with the phenomenal Lauren Holder Flynn. She brings her beautiful energy to the community, and we are going to talk all things psychic mediumship with a paranormal twist. So, Lauren is a ghost hunter but does it with a spiritual background and it's fascinating so if you are needing maybe some evidence of life after death here on this earth plane but you want to take it from a more spiritual aspect and not a technical aspect this is going to be a great episode for you lauren is also going to teach us how to become more active in our psychic mediumship abilities and she also gives her beautiful backstory on how she became more psychic and that does involve some healing of anxiety um, her coming from having panic attacks now doing what she does and i love that she was so open and honest and felt that she was in a safe place to share and i know that you guys will love this episode it is so unique and different from what we normally talk about and what we do and hey of course we talk crystals too so lay back get you a drink get you a snack and get ready for the ride on this one if you have a moment we would love for you to leave us a rating and review on spotify apple or google podcast also go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel we would be completely honored for you to do so as always all right guys i'm just gonna leave it at that we're gonna hop into this really fun episode i'll see you guys on the next one much love and blessings to you bye welcome to the crystalline network presented by our mother's crystals this is a safe place for all those who wonder and wander about crystals spirituality all things metaphysical well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Crystalline Network presented by Our Mother's Crystals. I am Dana, your host, and if you are joining us on the YouTube channel, you're going to be able to see I have a very beautiful, lovely guest on. This is Lauren Holder Flynn. She is joining us from Canada. Yay. We love you. Yay. Hello. Yes. Thanks for joining us, Lauren. I have to real quick say... Um, we have quite a few Canadian clients at, at Our Mother's Crystals, and connecting with all the Canadians has been a beautiful experience. You guys are something special. So I <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I want to introduce you to our community. I am so, so excited to have you on and to learn from you today. Um, the, again, this is Lauren Holder Flynn, everyone. She is the soul whisperer, she's from Ontario, Canada. She's a spiritual psychic development teacher. She loves doing local ghost hunts, which <laughs> comes from a spiritual approach versus maybe a more technical approach, which I love and I want to dive into deeper with you about that. And then you also have this beautiful spiritual membership called the Spiritual Playground, which I think is so cute. And it's all about healing and psychic development. And we're going to dive deeper into that. But without further ado, welcome, Lauren. Yay, thank you. I'm so excited to be here yeah. and to, to share with your community. So thank you for having me. Of course, of course, we are delighted to have you. And I just want to hop right in. And I like to first ask all of my guests, how did you spiritually awaken? I know you were getting dreams as a child. And in 2018, um, I know that like many of 
our community and our followers and our listeners had debilitating anxiety. And that kind of led you into all things intuitive and psychic paranormal things. Can you speak further on that and how that progressed for you? Definitely. So I'll start when I was a child, just really briefly. Sure. I used to have, as you mentioned, dreams, premonition dreams, I guess that would happen. And it was nothing crazy. It was like, I was, I would have a dream that I was in, I think it was maybe grade six. I was in sitting in the classroom and someone would walk in. That was the dream. And then a few weeks later, that exact scene would happen. Wow. And like people were wearing the exact same thing, saying the same thing. It, It was nothing like it was just a random scene that I would dream, but um, it happened a few times, and I think it scared me a little bit mm, because yeah. no one growing up, no one in my family really talked about like spiritual stuff in that sense or yes. were psychic, so <laughs> it scared me. And funny enough, when I was a kid, like ghosts, aliens, all that stuff scared me. So it's just funny where I am now. Right, um, the progression <laughs> as a human and as a soul getting into yeah. it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so as I got older. Um, in my early 20s, I had my first panic attack. This was probably in tw- 2012, 2013. Okay. And at the time, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> it was it was awful. It can be um, very scary. I have had yes. one in my life. I didn't know what it was. I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> yes. And like I, so I was away from home at that point. So I had started, um, I was doing my master's in Halifax. Oh, okay. was not really having a good time. So I think that's what triggered it. Mm. I think it would have happened regardless, but it triggered it. I was away from home, away from family. And I literally, like, I couldn't stop shaking. I was, it was awful, like for days. So I went home, um, ended up going home. And um, that was kind of my first, uh, first intro into anxiety yeah. introduction into anxiety Which, that's a pretty heavy dose of introduction to anxiety. Yes. yeah um so at that time i did end up going on anti-anxiety medication because okay. it just literally flipped my brain it was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did and you feel inter- better? i did so i was only on it for a year okay. and then i just didn't feel like myself so i went off of it because I, I just wasn't not that I wasn't getting anxiety, but at the time I was also doing therapy. Like I was trying to take a holistic approach um, because I'm also someone at the time and I still am. I don't like taking medication unless I truly have to. Um, Yeah. So it actually took me a little bit to just go on it. And my doctor was like, it's not worth it. Just take it. So I did it and I'm glad I did. But um, that kind of started my journey with really learning how to cope with anxiety because my goal was like, I don't want to be on anxiety medication for the rest of my life. Um, but if people have to, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, so, uh, then, you know, living, living my life, I would sometimes come up and on all of that. And, um, then in 2018, (laughs) it came back with a vengeance. Um, and so at the time I had also been on birth control medication uh-huh. for a few years. And I really, truly believe it had something to do with that. I, I can't, I, you know, I can't prove the correlation, but just intuitively, mm. I really felt like that really just yeah, did I think something. That, that's really important. One, that you listen to your intuition, you mm-hmm. know, and, and a lot of times we don't do that. You know, we get the little pings, we get the little tings, the little feelings, but we just kind of brush them to the side and 
don't maybe even take note of them that they could be something real and trying to tell us something. So I applaud you, number one, for listening to your intuition. Number two, I love talking about the topic of birth control and putting synthetic hormones Mm -hmm. um, within our body and how that, yes, it can be a very great thing, but for some people, it can really just kind of mess with the whole wiring of the body. Yes. Yes. I think that maybe that's what you're experiencing and you were aware of. I think so too. And and I had used birth control in the past, but I had never been on it that long because it's just always, I think I would be on it for a few months, but it would just mess with my hormones. So uh, this, when I was on it the last time, it was actually for acne. It was like a birth control for acne. Um, and I felt okay on it, but, uh, I just looking back, I was like, I think it was from from the birth control and it was actually I, I got blood work done around there and my some of my blood levels were weird and then when I was looking into it it was like oh birth control can cause you to be low in b12 or high in sugar and it was just like correlating with that and I was yeah like, and these super are the weird. things that we're not educated on like when we are first prescribed maybe a mm-hmm. form of birth control it's never really said to us like this could happen you know these no are possible it's, side effects that you could and have it's scary because it's just like they give it out like gum, candy. like it's just, yeah. yeah, candy. Yeah. That's the yeah. word. And I was like, gum. Um, yeah, it's just, they give it out so easy. And I know people are on it, not just for birth control. Like if you, Correct. you know, some people get terrible cramps and stuff yes. like that. Um, but it is, it is messing with your hormones. Like it's, it, it it's just, yeah. And, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So when you realize this and you got off the birth control, how did that help develop like your intuition, your psychic abilities, paranormal mm-hmm. things? How did that come about? Yeah, so um, I was resisting for a while. So probably the beginning of the year, I, I started, it really like started coming on. And then mm-hmm. come summer, uh, I just, at one point I was not sleeping well. I would I woke up in the middle of the night sweating. My heart was racing and I was just like, why is this happening? Like if my body can do this, like it just, it really sparked something inside me to just really try and heal myself. Mm. Um, and I will be transparent as well. I did go on medication again because I was just, it, I think it started in January. I waited till September and it kept getting worse and worse. So, um, I just needed that help just to like get me back like the switch. Um, and so, I started just exploring more about our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. I do training in NLP, hypnosis, all of that, like interesting things. But then also at the same time, I started connecting more with my spirituality and just felt this call to just develop it more. So I, I also forgot to mention, so I've been doing paranormal investigations for the past 10 years. Okay. So that actually, I started doing that um before I even had my first panic attack. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so that's always been something that I was have been doing on and off, and um, so just at that time, it was just really that like spark for me that I don't even know how to explain Almost it. It was like just an, like an inner knowing, like this is yeah the next step on yeah a journey or and I didn't know where it would lead me yeah. because I I um. I was just wanting to learn more about how do I manage my anxiety and all of that. And that's what really sparked into like learning about our subconscious mind and then diving deeper into my spirituality and, and working on my gifts. And, um, I started having like more premonition dreams and stuff like that again. So it was just really an interesting correlation because once I, 
opened that possibility up again and the spirit world was like okay she's open for business yeah so it's almost like you know you had this as a child which a lot of us do but then we turn it off you know yes. because we get busy with life and just in general I think we're kind of programmed to turn it off and um, then you had this almost like an awakening like I need to do something and yeah. now you were giving it the space to yes. enter back in and I will say this is just my personal opinion you can touch on this if you want to that by removing the birth control, it might have opened up you as a vessel more. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, yeah, I think so too. And I, you know, looking back, I'm like, I don't know why I stayed on it as long as I did. Like, it's just, I don't here. know why. Um, I will never go on it again. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I, I, I don't go on medication unless I absolutely have to. Right. Um, but it's... I think just, oh, go ahead. sorry. No, no, no. I was go just going to say, I think in general, we have to be our own advocate 100%. for our health. Like even when we're talking to medical professionals, yes, like they, they have studied for a long time, but if they're saying something or telling you to do something that intuitively feels off, it's important to listen to that. I couldn't agree more. And it is, you know, one of my passions is to have everyone listen to their intuition more. And I preach that, I, you know, that's what I love to teach. And um, when you can tap into that inner knowing, it's never going to steer you wrong. And just because something is good for one person doesn't mean that it's correct for you, your physical body and or your soul. And it's important to actually listen to, you know, that, that higher self that's telling you, Hey, let's take a step back here. This is not for us. And I applaud you for doing that yeah. and sharing, being open to share this with the community today. Thank you. Yeah. I, I used to be really ashamed of having anxiety. Like if you talked to me a few years ago, um, but now I'm just so open about it because I'm not ashamed of it anymore. It's just, it's something about me that, that, well, I love in the sense it brought me here. Like it, it led me, like I went, I felt like I oh, truly feel like I went through it for a I reason. just got chills. So yeah. That's truth for me when I get chills. So to me, that's you speaking truth. And I think that so many of us do struggle with anxiety, depression, nervousness, yeah. all those things that all encompassing, um, and just having an, a way to naturally tap into yourself and in a sense, heal yourself, you know, from that, mm -hmm. I think is so beautiful. And for you to be able to share that with other people and help them through that is beautiful as well. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's definitely a spiritual process. For sure. I 100% I, I do believe yeah. that. I want to talk real fast about um, just the ghost hunting and things yes. of that nature, because one, I know it's a passion of yours. Two, I've never had anyone on the podcast to talk about this type of thing. Three, I think this is like a confirmation that there is no literal death, that life does continue on. It just comes mm -hmm. in a different form or yep. a different energy, a different essence. Um, and I think that can be very comforting for people. What I love about you, Lauren, is that you take it on a more spiritual level versus say a more techie level where you mm -hmm. see ghost hunters um, coming out and using the machines, the monitors, yep. the things to pick up stuff, but you take it on a different level. And can you speak on your ghost hunting? And do you yes. have any like fun spiritual ghost stories to tell us? <laughs> yes. Um, yes, a lot. Um, yeah, so I've, I've really in the past, I've 
worked with like the tech and the spiritual side and go forward now as I facilitate my own hunts with the public like you mentioned it's really from that spiritual perspective and, and psychic development as well so before we even get into the investigation I'll share a little bit about psychic development and and how to investigate using our psychic senses so beautiful um, yes it just it because it really helps people to tune in and then when you're at a location that has more of that energy it's a lot easier to to kind of tune in and then people are also in the zone they're kind of more in their power because they're going there for a purpose right so um really what I, i like to to share and help them with is just using their senses so for example when you're investigating if if you're in a say you're in a room and a part of the room is like really cold or like they people will have like thermometers to see if the temperature changes but it's like okay using your body to pick up on those senses so so stuff like that your human Um, thermometer yeah like using (laughs) yourself and then even your feelings how do you feel in certain areas of a building and then like if you feel kind of off or just you get a sense maybe that's an area to investigate um we we do use some tools, but it's not like the tech sciencey tools. So we'll use like pendulums, which are really oh, fun. Love that. Yeah, um, and then we'll also use spirit boards, which is like pretty much a Ouija board, but oh, okay. we say spirit okay. boards. I love that. Um, which is really cool because um, it's just like a conduit for people to speak to the other side. Um, you know, not everyone can receive psychic messages right off the bat. Like everyone is psychic, but some people just have blocks and these three hour events, I don't have enough time to like go through all of their blocks and be like, you know, I I want them to investigate and have fun. Um, And so we have pendulums, spirit boards, and um, I kind of approach it as well from like a Victorian type of ghost hunting because that's when it really got popular was in the 1800s. There was a lot of like fake mediums, but it really, yeah. it really like was back into popularity back in that time. And they didn't have the tech like we do. So um, one of the things that they actually used, if you wanted to get a bit in the techie side is like a radio, oh, okay. which is really cool. cool. Um, but a lot of the tech tools now are, are tools that you could find, but they've just been modified. Like for example, like a radio, like a, it's, it's modified to be a spirit box so that it's just like tunes that you're not tuning it manually it's just automatic um so i find with tech like tech is awesome but there there's always that essence of error yes right because it's like something that we've manipulated um whereas when we go into it with ourselves as a conduit there's a little more like trust there because it's based on like what we're sensing and feeling i love this so much Mm -hmm. can you can you give us an example of like when you were on a ghost hunt, you were, you know, everyone's in the zone already, you know, psychically or what have you, spiritually. Has anything really off the wall happened? <laughs> yeah, so a few things. <laughs> um, so there, in one of the buildings, um, it's kind of unfortunate because they don't allow paranormal investigations anymore. Um, right. But it is probably one of the most haunted locations I've ever been in. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's interesting because you will pick up on some negative energy yeah just left because over. like yeah. yeah left over and it's not it's nothing like it is in the movies like I think there's this stigma when you say ghosts like people are scared of it but I've in my experience it's like they just want to be seen and heard oh my 
And I, I, I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't think there's like anything stopping them from no say crossing over. They choose to stay here. Okay. Like, and just as humans have choice, spirits have choice. Yeah. And, well, spirit has the ultimate choice, I think. You know, yeah. our spirit, our, our soul, our essence gets to decide where it's going to go next. Correct? Yes. You know, so if we decide we want to come back or stay or whatever here on this earth plane in our spirit form, then that was our choice. And I, I it's very refreshing, Lauren, to hear that from someone else because that's, Honestly, that's just how I've always myself thought mm -hmm. without any education or anything. It just always makes yeah. sense to me for it to happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just that choice. And, and whether it's like maybe a fear because ghosts, they're the same thing as spirits, but they are just kind of on a lower level. Like they're closer to our level of consciousness right. versus say like other spirits that might right. be on higher levels of consciousness, right? Like, Which is also like maybe an angel versus... Yeah, you know, an angel is, has a higher consciousness, has a higher vibration. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. Which is why it's also a bit easier to connect with, like, ghosts because they're okay. closer to our... Oh, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they choose to stay there for whatever reason, whatever reason it is. But I, like I mentioned, they just they just want to be seen or their story to be told or, or maybe they're sticking around because they they had a loved one or oh, yeah. whatever it may be. There's just so many things. Um, or they just like it here on earth and they're just yeah. like, I don't want to go. Um, <laughs> so what but, has like, is anything spooky or like wild happen? Yeah. So, um, these ones are a little, a little spooky. So I'll start with a non spooky one. Okay. Um, in one of the, so it's, I'm just going to share the name. It's called customs okay. house. It's in Ontario. Okay. Um, and, it, this this has been so many different things, but there's a story of, we call her the dark lady. Um, when we did communication, I found out her name was Elizabeth, which is really cool. Okay. But um, she, the story goes that um, she was, they were on a boat coming to, to the, the town okay. and um, the captain, which was her lover, killed her. And then, so um, she had some stuff of hers on the boat and then it was brought into this building and one of them is like this like mantle. So this fireplace mantle is okay. hers. Okay. So it's still in the attic of this place. Wow. Um, so we were we were talking to her. So we weren't even like on a Ouija board. We were just like talking. And one of the other investigation investigators got a little saucy. And she was like, well, if you're really here, can you make a noise? And basically behind us, we heard two knocks. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And, and no one was in the attic. Like it was yeah. just no one else. Um, I got chills, of, girl. It was funny because this was like a public investigation night, and one of the volunteers, she wasn't really an investigator, she just like screamed and ran down the stairs. It was so funny because <laughs> everyone's like, "What is going on?" And she just like screamed and ran. Um, so that that was like that was cool, like little things like that that happened. Um, but in the same building, there's also a caretaker. Um, I'll say there's a bit of a trigger warning because it involves suicide. Okay. So I'll just say that for, okay. for listeners. Thank you for anyone that uh, might want to, might get triggered by this, might want to skip this part. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, so the caretaker we had learned had committed suicide in the building. Okay. So we were on a Ouija board or spirit board. It's honestly the same thing. Ouija board yeah. is just branded, but we were on yes. the branded Ouija board. Yes. And um, there was three of us on the board and we were talking to the caretaker and we heard this like, awful scream 
So we were in the attic and the stairwell is behind us where okay. we were. So we were like, oh my gosh, someone felt like someone hurt themselves in the stairwell. Like we were concerned because it was also a public investigation night. So we run to the stairwell. We're like, is everyone okay? Because there were some people walking up the stairs and they're like, what are you talking about? Like they were like, nothing, like we're fine. So we're like, that's weird. So we went back to the board and it was apparently the noise he made when he hung himself. Oh my God. Which is so sad. But it was like, it was just... We were just like, whoa, because the only the people on the board heard that. Like everyone else, in that, that and attic, that's what's crazy is that that's just... the crazy part. Yes, yes, and it's interesting because th- this this particular the caretaker, he was kind of a grumpy old man in oh, his okay. lifetime. Okay. So he was also very like this grumpy old man when we were <laughs> communicating. Like he didn't always like people in the building. Um, so it was just funny that it kind of still yeah. translated. But it's because of like where he still was in his level that's of right. consciousness, right? That's right. And and I think that's where like it gets lost in translation too, is that these are not um beings that are here to cause harm or no. you know, whatever. It's just that's the way that's their essence. You know, that's how they yep. were on this earth and they're still kind of just like in that in that energy, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and and truthfully, like I've never I've been to some really haunted places. Like I've been to um, Fort George or Fort Niagara, where you know there's a lot of war, like the soldiers. Right. And I've never felt like I might go into a room and feel like uneasy, but I've yeah. never felt like scared or like right. like harmed or anything like that. Um, actually, from Fort I forget if it was Fort Niagara or Fort. George was one of those, but this was years ago. Um, this was actually one of the investigations I did at the beginning, which was really cool when I first started getting into it. Um, in one of, I think it was the chapel, I was in there and we heard footsteps upstairs, but no one was there. Um, and then I took some photos and uh, when I looked at the photos after, there's a face, which is oh really cool. Gosh, I need to find those. I'm like, I don't know where the, I thought of those the other day and I was yeah if you photos if you're able to get a hold of them we'll put them up on the video too yeah i think that i think they're on a a hard drive but um yeah it was so just cool things like that happen and i think it's go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say i think it's like it is very kind of healing for people because it's proof right like life does exist and it doesn't mean that you know you're gonna you know, stay on this plane of existence when you pass away there's there's that choice yes because maybe that's also people are afraid of that but just there, there's something else out there and it's not it's not malevolent it's yes you know thank you for sharing that that's kind of what I was going to say but you just went ahead and answered yeah I was going to say that do you find that having these encounters kind of open up the people either that you're with or that they tell their families and friends about these experiences doesn't it give them like you said the evidence that our family members are still very much you know maybe our lost loved ones or, or what have you are still very much alive it's just in a different way Yes. And that they're yeah. not necessarily gone forever. There is life after this death, this human death that we yes. here. Um, I have one more story for Please you, which share. is really cool. Please so share. at that same, this was like a crazy active place. At the same place, so the, the dark lady that I call her, yes. her name's Elizabeth. Yes. Um, so one, we did a, a seance at the end of the night. Yes. And there was a few people on, on the spirit board and... Um, she was on the board and she was like, I would like Lauren to come to the board. And I was like, Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. Um, but basically she said that she follows me home to make sure I'm safe, oh which I thought was like really sweet and cute. Yes. 
Um, but funny enough, uh, I think it was, it was before that, it was one of another investigation that I did, but it was before that. So at the time I lived with my parents, my brother still lived there and he had a friend over and he thought I was home. He saw someone dressed all in black outside of my bedroom door. Basically like he described what Elizabeth looks like. Oh my God. And And then he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, I wasn't home. So I'm pretty sure he saw her outside of my bedroom, um, which wow. is just funny because then she said, I follow you home to make sure right. you're safe. Right. Um, and the, the guy that saw it, he's like not psychic, spiritual in any way. Okay. Like he's just, he's open to it, but I think it actually kind of scares him. Yeah. Now, especially right. that he saw right. that. <laughs> he's like, okay. Um, but it was just, it was a cool thing because like, you so- know, and. I have to ask, like, okay, so you're into the ghost hunting and thing, you know, more before you were, like, the psychic mediumship yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. Um, have you found that those two coincide really well together? Yes. You know, being able to, like, almost strengthen your psychic abilities by working with the ghost on the ghost Yes. Hunt. Yes, yeah. 100%. And it's, it's building that muscle, but it's also... Mm-hmm building trust in yourself because one of yes. the biggest things with yes. psychic development um especially when you're even if you're, you've been doing it for years there's that level of like trusting yourself of what's coming through mm-hmm. um not but questioning I, it and not yeah like, yeah putting and, your and own think, like spin on it I think a healthy dose of it is good because it yeah. you remain humble I think like yeah. if you got to the point where you're like I believe in like I trust myself 100 yeah. percent um I feel like you lose a bit of that that like soul part of it like I, I, does that make yeah. sense like it, it helps you to kind it of does. stay humble in it um but it's you know most of the time you want to trust in what's coming through and and feel confident in that so uh, ghost hunting really allows you to do that because you're seeing that evidence like you know with your eyes or how you're feeling or how you're seeing yeah. and, and when you're connecting with the spirit world whether you want to connect with you know past loved ones or your spirit guides yeah. um you might not get the same type of like how do I describe it you might not get like you might not see them whereas a ghost you might see just because there's that different there's a bit of that like level of consciousness it's different um so at least with ghosts you see that and you're kind of like okay this is like it's this is real yeah yeah and and our human brains we want that evidence you know we We do we have some well some people have to have that in order to believe they can't just do it on their own accord they have to have that evidence in order they have to see it to believe it they do and that's like our logical side of our brain yes just it's like show me yeah so well talking more about what you do too as far as um spiritual development healing psychic development um and your spiritual membership which you call the spiritual playground Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that? Because first of all, it sounds like so much fun. Who doesn't want to go to a freaking spiritual <laughs> playground, people? I mean, right. sign me up right now. Right. Um, can you talk about what all that entails and, and what the client will get from that? Yeah, for sure. So um, basically, it's it's all about like psychic and spiritual development. Um, just like I, so I like to think of when I was a kid, I used to want to be an archaeologist and mm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you're discovering new realms and, and new, like, relics. And it's funny because I feel like I'm 
an archaeologist now, but in a different way where I'm like helping people to discover new things about their soul or discover like the spiritual realm. So that's kind of what I see the spiritual playground as is like that discovery, uh, but like psychic development and just really anything spiritual that that could come up like yes the basic psychic development but like let's also talk about ghosts or let's yeah. talk about like other paranormal or supernatural things like and something um, could come up within your sessions where it's just like it's not just a b and c we're going to talk about it's almost yes. like customized it is yeah and depending what what the community wants to know or wants to learn yeah. um we can do that and then also i really love channeling so doing channel teachings or sessions. Ooh. So just, you know, and sometimes I might have um, channeled, like, what is a black hole? Like, just having fun with stuff like that, of, like, channeling those, like, life's mysteries and seeing what spirit has to say oh about gosh, it. Oh, gosh, this is so cool. Yeah, so, so stuff like that. How can people find this? Like, do they go to your website and sign up for this? Is it, like, yeah. cer a certain amount of weeks, or how does that work? So, um... Interesting you mentioned that. So I'm I'm thinking about how I, so I might be restructuring it a little bit and thinking about how okay. I want to offer it go forward because yeah. it is, right now it's a month to month. Um, okay. You can come and go anytime. But I, I feel like with psychic development, you have to like really be committed to practicing. And I, I sometimes I, feel the month to month. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, the the month to month is like less accountability for people yeah. to really show up. So I'm looking at changing it to being whether it's like a three month or six month commitment, because okay. I think that's even more powerful when you actually like you, you have that accountability to take the time to dedicate to that development. Because um, like I, when I first started, it was all about just doing it and practicing and then yes. documenting what was coming through and I like keeping journals and stuff yeah. and um I think it's just so important for especially beginners that type of development and, and then it builds trust uh, yeah it, well that's perfect because I was gonna say it it really is creating a safe space for all yes. of this to occur you want to be yeah. doing this with someone you trust that can help you to trust in yourself and that creates an environment for all of these things to take place and it's safe. Yes, I think exactly. So because sometimes vulnerable things will come up as well. Yeah, exactly. Especially yeah, if you're in the healing part of the, yes. the spirituality, you know, practice yes. part of it. And, and that's something that I wanted to dive deeper into of that healing part or even like looking at what's blocking them from trusting mm. themselves. Oh and it's, gosh. it's hard to kind of do in a month to month thing, yeah. if that makes sense. It so um, I've been toying with the idea of having like a, a, a separate course that they can follow. And then for the six months we meet every week and we practice and there's Q and A and then I would have bonus classes of like my channeling sessions or like, I love it you know, that type of stuff where like I would have weekly channeled guidance in, in a little community group. We would still have yeah. that community aspect of it, but I think just a little more structured in the sense of the, the timeline. Just, um, I just feel like, especially now with how the world is going, I really, and I've been saying this for a while, but it's because it's, it's kind of slow in a sense. We have that spiritual awakening. Yes, right. And it, it's it's happening, and, and yeah. more and more people are waking up. And I really believe we're going to get to a point in the next few years where people are going to realize that they can't rely on the outside world like they are now. 
they're going to have to go inwards. And so when they do, they might be looking for resources to help them to do that because they've never known how, because we've always been taught to look outside of ourselves for answers. We've never been taught to go inward. It's so true. We, we know that as a child, but we forget it because we've been taught the exact opposite. And I am going to be the first person to say it does take outside help in order to mm-hmm. possibly get you into looking inward. Girl, you just had a mic drop moment. <laughs> yeah. I applaud yeah. you because <laughs> Thank you. I could not agree more with what everything you just said. It is time for us to stop looking for all the answers around mm-hmm. us from the media, the news, you know, mm-hmm. the things and start looking inward because it really is already within us. It, it that, is. that was just so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you. God, I feel so like welcome. you just channeled that from somebody. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have. It just sometimes <laughs> it comes. And it's just, it's it's time. It's time. So it's like, I yeah. just, I want to be here when people are ready because that's part of my, like, soul purpose. Um, and, yeah, I feel like when I, anxiety happened, that was years ago, but... Mm-hmm. I've gone through different re- iterations of me since then. And it's really like leading me to this point to be able to share and help people in that way. Oh, so beautiful. Lauren, I thank you so much for sharing that. I have to ask you now, because we are super crystal based here. We love yes. crystals. We love talking about them. Yes. Um, how do you personally use crystals? Yes. So, um, <laughs> I over here. I have like my all my crystals there. Yeah. You probably can see I have an amethyst. Yes, I see that baby there. back there. Yeah. Oh, amethyst is my favorite. Before mine, I even mine knew, too. Of course, love it. <laughs> Before I even really knew about crystals, I always like loved amethyst. But um, so I love having crystals when I do readings. Okay. Um, and I it's funny because I don't have like a specific one so I have like one here this like angel this is one that I used yes. in one of my recent readings but um gorgeous I look at like my crystals that I have I have a whole bunch of, of ones and whatever I feel called to using I'll take it I love um that. so yeah this one I recently used when I did a reading and I have it on my dad and put it away um but there's one I typically will also hold um these they're um I believe these ones are onyx Okay. And yeah, I just will hold them in my hand when I'm doing a reading. They're like palm stones because I just find for like protecting my energy because I'm an empath. And so I just, important. Yeah. Um, but also just a fun fact too, um, for people that want to do psychic readings, yeah. uh, well, especially when you're first learning, your left brain, which is the logical side, is really going to want to fight your like right side, which oh, is yeah. like the information coming through. So when you're doing something with your hands, it's actually distracting your logical side of your brain oh really yeah so when I have these crystals in my hands like I will move them as well so it's kind of like distracting that part of my brain that's trying to be like this is such a great tip yeah so um it's kind of like I guess two in one like I get the crystal energy but then I'm also distracting my left brain so when you say you're doing a reading do you actually offer like one-on-one so I did do one-on-one readings. Okay. Um, I, I don't market them, but if someone came oh, up, okay. oh, can I do a reading? I will, I will okay. do it. I just don't market them um, because they do take a lot of energy out of me. Oh, 100%. Um, yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I do do them. Um, and I've okay. been kind of toying with, with ways to do them because I've been having a lot of people lately actually like wanting readings. And um, I was thinking of doing 
them where it offers me a little bit of flexibility where um, I might record it. They can ask a few questions. I'll record the channeled session and I'll yeah. give them the recording and the text okay. and kind of do it like that. maybe give like be like, you know, I'll give it to you in 48 hours or yes. a week or something. Yeah. So I, I might do that. So you can actually have the chance to set up space, get in the zone, protect your energy, then deliver yeah. the message, right? Because it, yeah. it is time consuming for any and all that don't know what goes into being a psychic or a medium or doing yeah. a reading for someone else. There is like a beginning, a middle, and an end that needs to occur, yes. I, th I think. You know? Yes, and it's like I, I have those, you know, when I have a specific like, you know, this evening I have it at 8 p.m. Sometimes it's like I just feel so drained from the yes. day. So I also work a 9 to 5, as you know. Right. Um, so that's a part of it where uh, if, if I maybe do it this way, I can do it in a time when I feel like, and I just, I don't like to half-ass anything. So yes. I want to make sure that I'm completely there, especially when someone is like gifting me with being able to read for them. Like that is such yes. a gift to read for their energy. And, and yes. I, you know, I, I want to be in the best ability that I am to do that. And I think it's important for you to do so and not just like throw yourself into it because yeah. someone wants to have a reading, you know, you want to do it the correct way for that individual. I think that speaks volumes of you. Yeah. Talking about the crystals as well. So are you feeling that they are helping you as far as like when you hold them or when you use them, say during a reading, do you feel like they're amplifying that they're enhancing? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I really do. Cause I've, I've done it without crystals and right. it just, it feels better with crystals. Yes. Can't just, it just feels better. Yes. Um, and, um, Ooh, as I drop this one, I just feel like I get the messages are a bit more clear too. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So yeah. anyone that is into maybe building or strengthening their psychic mediumship muscle, you all know, I've said it time and time again, crystals, 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 <laughs> but here you have someone that professionally does this, you know, giving you that same message. So something to think about. And mm -hmm. I want to say, Lauren, I love that you intuitively pick your crystals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I know there's some crystals you can get that are for specific things, but I just intuitively what feels good at the time. I think that's so important. I preach that, you know, I'll give you all the metaphysical properties of a crystal that you want to know and learn and, you know, maybe use it that way. But I always tell people what feels good to you. That's yes. the one you should be using. Yes. And that's again, like going inward, right? Yes. Making those decisions inward. Yes. That's a part of even it's a small decision of like, what crystal do I want to use? But that's another example of like, yeah. you're not outsourcing. Like, I'm going to choose this right. because this is the quality of it. No, choose because, like, it feels good. Exactly. You feel drawn to it. I yeah. thank you so much for sharing that, Lauren. Also, um, just do you have, like, just one, you can just do one, quick tip for building psychic or mediumship abilities? What's one thing somebody can do right now? Yes. So one of the things that I like to share, because I don't think it's shared often, and I think it's, it's one of the, like, simplest but missing pieces of it mm -hmm. is really understanding yourself Ooh, like okay how how do you feel on like on a day-to-day -day? how what is your thought process how do you view the world okay. like really understand that because then when you have messages coming through it's so easy to distinguish between what's yours and what's not yours okay yeah, and like, like that, it's almost like get, get real intimate with yourself. Yes. Like really understand yourself. Like, how do you perceive the world? Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Because then when you're getting messages, because you can get messages, like you can 
off through all of your senses, yes. then you know it's not yours. Like when I do, um, when I would do readings or even if I do group readings, um, sometimes I'll start feeling something physically. Like I find because I've had anxiety, if my, the client feels anxious, I pick up on that before the reading and I start feeling anxious. Yeah. So like even if I know I have a reading in that day, in the morning, I'm like, okay, I check in with myself. How am I feeling today? Because that's really powerful for when you actually go and, and sit down and do it. Yeah, you because then decipher. you know what's not yours. Yeah, you can just decipher, okay, that thought was for me. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And then when something the complete opposite comes in, you know yeah. that that's from, you know, higher, higher Exactly. Wow. And then the yeah. more you get comfortable with that, like, it's like throughout your day, because we're always getting messages. Yes. You're going to just be doing something, like even doing the dishes and something will pop in your head and you'll be like, well, that's not mine. And like, you just become more aware of that. So that's, it's such a powerful practice, but I don't think it's talked about enough. I've, I, I have asked this question a lot and no one has ever said that. And yeah. I, I think that is so amazing. And it's literally, it's something that I never really thought of as mm -hmm. far as building mine. Like, you know, I, I will struggle with deciphering what's mine and what's not, but setting the tone for the day and realizing and being aware of just where I'm at. Yeah, you know, personally is going to make a big difference. That yeah. is a huge beneficial tip. So everybody take notes. Yeah. Everybody yeah. Take notes It'll change now. things for you to receive information. It That's just incredible. Makes it easier. Yeah. So, um, I think anyone that's watching, I, I think you guys are, I don't even think I know <laughs> are going to pick up on Lauren's energy and how soothing and just how loving your energy mm -hmm. is. And my goodness, if you don't want someone like that in your corner, helping you to progress you as a soul in your spiritual healing, maybe you are going through an awakening and need help, or maybe you are wanting to get more into uh, psychic paranormal things. Guys, this is the girl. Oh, you didn't make me cry. Thank well, you. Your energy <laughs> is so sweet. Your energy is amazing. And I want to share you. Thank you. I, I know when we first met, we yeah. were just like, I love your energy. Too. Yeah. We're both wearing tango. Our hair is up. I know. I love it. It's just like instant connection. And yeah. It was a universal connection on how we, we got together. So I'm, I'm just a big fan. So oh, I'm a big fan of you too. So. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have some really fun, quick questions that I love Yay. to ask all of my guests that come on. So they um, just want, I kind of want to know, and I think they're fun, but people will also get to know you better in the process. Mm -hmm. yes. um, so the first one, what is your sign, zodiac sign? And if you know your big three, and if you care to share them. So I am a Scorpio. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You guys, here yet again, I am surrounded by Scorpios. Here is another <laughs> Scorpio that has come into my life. I cannot Scorpio. believe this. I cannot believe this. Yeah. Oh um, the other signs I forget. So I have a client that's like, she is an amazing astrologer. Oh, cool. Okay. And I'm always like, what are my other signs? I always forget. <laughs> um, but well, honey, so when you're a Scorpio son, that's all that matters, baby. Yeah, it's I'm so telling funny. You. Cause she'll like, she's so cute because she'll sometimes message me and be like, Oh, like your moon is in Taurus today. And like, oh, she'll like okay. give me a, like a little reading and I'm like, you're adorable. She like lives and breathes yes. it. And I'm just yes. like, I just always forget. I'm like, what am I <laughs> and she's just like a pro. 
love um, that. But yeah, Scorpio, Scorpio through and through, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I love that about you. I connect very, very deeply with Scorpios. Mm-hmm. Um, and here is yet another one showing up in my life. And I just think it's so fun. What sign are you? Aquarius. Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be like really compatible. Like if you go off just, you know, yeah. what the norm is, if you're just comparing sun signs, I'm not supposed to be like super duper compatible with Scorpios, but I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just surrounded like my dad is, my boyfriend is, I have a slew of friends that are Scorpios. So I love it. Yeah, I do too. So I love, I love hearing that about you. Um, I have to ask this, what is your favorite crystal? Oh, oh, amethyst. Yeah, I mean, you already it really said is it, amethyst. Yeah, yeah. I is go there... through ones where I'm like, oh, I love this, love this, but amethyst has always been like a. Yeah, so I do the same thing. Amethyst is always the first love. I will start to get infatuated with maybe something else for a little bit, but mm-hmm. the go-to for me is always yeah. amethyst. Is there any particular reason why? For you? No, no. I've just always been drawn to it. Like yeah. I just. I, I have no rhyme or reason and it was yeah. before I even like knew about crystals and as I started knowing about crystals yeah. I'm like I love amethyst even more yes um, well, great for that third eye the crown yeah. chakra and especially in what you do it can also help to be very protective of your energy yeah. you know at the same time so it's perfect for what you do I would love one of those big ones eventually that are like thousands of dollars like maybe the, one day the cathedrals yeah. oh honey yes yes one I ha- day I was able to obtain one in my collection over the years I've been collecting oh. and it is by far one of my favorite babies of all time can you please take a photo for me yeah after i'd love to see it okay yeah i'll send it to Um, you for sure i actually have a cool story about um moldavite okay so moldavite is in my top five crystals Mm -hmm. i'm addicted to moldavite so please share yeah so i'll just show you here's the for people that are watching on youtube Mm -hmm. i have it as a ring um gorgeous this was when was this when did i get this um so I got it, I think, last year or the year before. Anyway, okay. a lot of changes that happened. So yes. um, I got the ring. And um, so it was it was a year and a half ago was when we moved here. So I got okay. the ring. We had our house for sale. We were looking, and, and it was probably, we had already bought a house. Our, no, we didn't. We did not. Our house was for sale. And it was just kind of like, it wasn't going as we expected it to be. So we ended up like, I ended up getting this in the mail, got it on Etsy, but I made sure it was like a legitimate crystal. And so within the span of like a month of getting it, we sold our house um, and Sean and I both got new jobs. So that is like 100% a typical Moldavite story of how it, it really does it is a transformation stone. It's a stone of change. And I was always told, right before I even really got into crystals and started like using them and really educating myself on them, that Moldavite would take like, for instance, six months worth of time and smash it into like two <laughs> weeks. Yeah. It and was that, crazy. that's pretty positive of it playing out. So when you get Moldavite and maybe set your intention to use it, or, and sometimes you don't even have to. But you can expect major changes, transformations happening in short amount of time. Yes. And I think that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. You're welcome. And it's like a small one. So I was like, if it was bigger, would that like... What, ha- what would what, happen? What would have happened? And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of want a new one. No. 
but like I I wear this almost every day but it's like when we when I first got it it and I think we both started our new jobs on the same day which was just like crazy how does that happen that never happens okay yeah (laughs) thank you for sharing that with the the crystal community I know that they thoroughly enjoy that I love hearing crystal stories like that too that was that was a good one um do you know your human design by any chance I'm a projector that's all I know yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm learning. This is no joke. I'm learning. I'm surrounded by projectors too. <laughs> Scorpio and projectors. Like what? <laughs> okay. So do you know much about being a projector? I know a little bit. I know like we need more rest and stuff like that, which yes. makes sense. Cause like, yeah, just how with my energy, um, but that's all I really know. I've kind of looked into it, but it's yeah. funny because some things just don't stick, but I just think it's because I'm not meant for that. Like, I know I'm a projector, but that's really all I know. You know what? You know why I think that is? Is because, like, you already, like, stand in your power. Like, you have your identity. You don't need all of these things to, like, tell yeah. Lauren how she is, right? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah you know yourself so well already. Yeah. Um, do you have a spirit animal, maybe a totem animal or a power animal that you work with? Yeah, so actually, um, it's kind of cute. So a ladybug, ladybug is like my, um, so uh, um, ladybug always shows up. Um, I remember when I was going through anxiety in 2018, um, I was like in the washroom and I was just like, I was being hard on myself about it. And I saw all of these little ladybugs on the window. There was like five of them. And I was like, it wasn't like ladybug season. It was just so cruel and crazy wow um and then I when I met Sean and we started dating he didn't know about ladybugs and his nickname for me was ladybug oh my god <laughs> yeah that yeah is precious yeah I was do like you, he's a keeper <laughs> do you ever like call upon ladybug do you ever like get in touch with that energy at all I sometimes do um yeah. I I'm not as into like the um animal like spirit guy I find I don't connect with them as much like in terms of the spiritual realm but um I do like in our physical world like the ladybugs like I see them and connect with them um and like bunnies is a big one for me as well oh my god you have the most adorable spirit animals (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah but actually now that when you said that of like calling on the ladybug I'm kind of intrigued now to do that yeah and I just I always ask this because I feel like spirit animal totem animal power animal however you want to label it it's different for everybody Mm -hmm. so some people just know like they have it within their life like they see it all the time it's almost kind of comforting when they see it and then other people, like, for for me, for instance, I have a shamanic practice, so I get pretty mm-hmm. deep with the spirit animal world. But that's not for everybody, and it doesn't need to be. Um, but I'm always curious as just to, you know, how it works yeah. for you. I've actually always wanted to try a shamanic journey. Oh, you should do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, of all people, would love it. Uh, yeah, I've never done one. Yes, honey. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, I it will connect. Yes. Um, so I want to thank you again for being on our show, taking the time, your energy, and your information and your knowledge and sharing it with all of us. How can people get in contact with you, Lauren, if they maybe just want to reach out and get some help, if they want to join the spiritual membership, the spiritual playground, or <laughs> just get more information on you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on, on Instagram or Facebook. I will say I'm more on Instagram. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, 
have Lauren Holder Flynn. Okay. Uh, it's pretty simple, my name, and then um, laurenholderflynn.com if you want to check out my website. Okay, perfect. And we will have both of those clickable links for you guys in our show notes, so it'll be easy peasy for you to go straight to her. Lauren, thank you again for being here. I love you so, so much. And I'm going to leave you guys with what I always leave you with. You are the power and you are the magic. Now go work that magic in your everyday life. Love you guys and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Crystalline Network. We hope you learned something today. Please like and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already and follow us on socials like Instagram and Facebook and reach out with any comments or suggestions you have for future shows. Don't forget to head on over to our shop at OurMother'sCrystals.com for all the unique and quality products you want.